and be glad. We thank you, Lord, for no weapon being formed against us. You will prosper that every word that rise up in judgment, we condemn it in the name of Jesus. Uh, we take authority over every principality, every power, every spiritual wickedness in high places uh, this evening, Lord. Uh, we say we are the head and not the tail, above and not believe. Father, we invite the Holy Spirit to come now and, and, and dwell among us and teach us and instruct us and direct us. We pray for those that uh, will be viewing our videos and, and, and the podcast, listen to the podcast, those pastors, and uh, we, we welcome them, uh, those in India, those in Pakistan, those in Africa, and those that are around the world that are watching these videos. And uh, we pray that you will be blessed uh, by the teachings tonight, blessed by the word of God. Father, have your way. Let the anointing rest upon it for this end time, for this season, for such a time as this, that you're raising up deliverers around the earth, those that will confront the enemy in it, where he is on the front lines. We pray for the impartation of the deliverance anointing. We pray for the impartation of the teaching as they listen to the words that the demons will be bound, that the anointing will be released in the lives of your people, and your people will rejoice and, uh, uh, and praise you because the Bible says that uh, we shall bind their kings with chains and the nobles with feathers of iron and execute judgment that's been written upon them. This is the right of the saints of God. And so, Father, as we take our position and our authority, uh, Jesus, you're the Lord of the hosts. Uh, we pray that you would anoint each and every individual in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, welcome tonight. Amen. This is our uh, part two of, uh, of uh, Deliverance Basics. Uh, <clears throat> we did last week. We talked about... Uh, uh, one-on-one, the basics of deliverance and, and uh, how it all got started and uh, what is deliverance and what it's about. But today, I want to deal with legal grounds, altars, and doors. <clears throat> legal grounds, altars, and doors. So uh, we want to be a blessing to those. I'm going to try to not go as fast as I normally do because I got the pastor I, pastor, I prayed to a pastor in India yesterday, and he said that the, a lot of the pastors uh, don't speak English, and so he has to interpret for them. And so uh, there's a great need for a computer projector, an overhead projector for them uh, in India that he can teach the pastors, about 50 pastors, and they don't, they don't speak English so he has to interpret it in their language. So we pray that uh, God sends some money so we can help. It's cheaper to send a projector or a laptop than it is to pay for a ticket to go. Amen? Amen. All right, let's get started. Uh, legal doors and doorways. How did demons just get into our lives and how did, how did, how did they affect our lives? And the, probably one of the first doors, if you go out, I've got to go back to the beginning. Uh, rebellion against God's covenant. When Eve rebelled, Adam rebelled, and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, that opened up a door. It broke the covenant where the enemy would, 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 had an opportunity to come in. Uh, we see you know, that Cain killed Abel. Adam and Eve rebelled against God's covenant. He cursed the ground. Uh, uh, and Adam and Eve taught them what they needed to do to please God and uh, Abel brought a 
good offering but his brother in Genesis 4 verse 4 we'll go there you can read this I'll read it Genesis 4 verse 4 says now and Abel brought the first fruit of his flock and of fat portions and the Lord had respect and regard for Abel and his offering uh, because of they broke the covenant because they sinned against God God had to do uh, something to redeem them, so he gave them a process to whereby they bring an offering to him because he was a holy God. So you just can't just uh, uh, bring any old kind of offering to appease him because he's a holy God because of the rebellion. Verse 5 says, But Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. So Cain was exceedingly angry, and indignant and he looked sad and depressed there's the first doorway for the enemy to come in when our emotions get to a state of funk and we become depressed we become sad we become downcast uh, he was angry he was indignant because he gave God his first fruit or his vegetables that he grew out of the ground but he forgot that God cursed the ground. So you're going to give God something that was cursed. And he was upset. His parents taught him, don't give God nothing that's cursed. <laughs> Abel offered a lamb, the blood, the, the, the shedding of blood. He offered him a lamb, and God had respected that. But he came, came and offered him something that was cursed. The ground was cursed. And he, well, here's my cursed fruit. You know, so God said, no, 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 no. Uh, you can't give God any old kind of way. Yeah. And so that opened him up for the enemy. Verse 6 says, Now the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? And why do you look sad and depressed and dejected? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, look what it says, sin crouches at your door, the door. And its desire is for you, but you must master these emotions. You must master this desire uh, to try to offer something that is not holy and that's not right. You got to master these emotions or sin is going to come uh, and get you. And verse 8 says, And Cain said to his brother, Let us go to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. So the first murder was over a religious ceremony. It was a religious ceremony to bring a sacrifice to God. And because of jealousy, because of anger, because of dejection, Cain killed his own brother. Sin came in and opened up the door for sin. Sin means an offense or its penalty, occasion, or expiation. Sin is the punishment of sin. The purifying from sin. Sin is against the holiness of God. So sin is an offense against God. Against God's holiness. Then there's another word you read in the Bible. A lot of people don't teach it, but I need to just share it. 
is the word iniquity. I mean, no, we read iniquity and transgressions right. and sins. They're different. They're, they have a different meaning. Iniquity is a perversity. Perversity. That which is moral evil. A moral evil. A moral evil. A mischief. And the punishment of the iniquity. A moral evil. Perversity is crooked. Crooked morally. There's a spiritual, there's religious law, and there's moral law. And so perversity is a moral evil, a moral fault, a moral mischief. And then there's another word, the last word is transgression. Transgression means to revolt, rebel, either a national or moral or religious rebellion, sin. So transgression is a revolt. Korah and the boys revolted against the authority of Moses. They, they rebelled against uh, God's laws. They, 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 they rebelled against the moral laws of God. God said, worship me. You, you should have no other gods before you. I'm a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the children to the fourth, third and fourth generation. But yet they followed God carrying Chemosh and Moloch and all their idols behind God. And God said, it's a transgression or revolt. We revolted against God, moral, and religious setup. So there's revolt. So there's a three different words. So when, you, when you're reading these words, understand sin is an offense against God's holiness. Iniquity is a perversity against morality or moral uh, uh, evil. It's a moral evil and the punishment of that iniquity. And transgression is rebellion, religious or national or, or moral laws. It's a transgression against the laws. Amen? Now go to Exodus 34. I'm talking about doorways and altars and things, how demons get in. And so we see at the beginning, it's, it's a, a sin against God opens up the door. Iniquity opens up the door. And transgressions open up the door for demons to come into people. Exodus 34, verse 5. And the Lord descended in a cloud and stood with him there. And he proclaimed the name of the Lord. He standed with Moses and came down on the mountain with Moses, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity. Now here's the God saying, I'm forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity or the perversity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. So that opens up the door. Every generation, if, it's, if they sin against God, the devil comes in and he has a right to destroy the family or, or the family uh, unit, the family members. A lot of demons, you'll find out, they'll say, I've been in this family for thousands of years. They go through generation to generation to generation to generation controlling the family. So those are, that's an open door. So the covenant God made in, that, in verse 9 of Exodus 34, he said, now, if I have found grace in your sight, this is Moses saying, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us. For it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity, 
and our sin and take us for thy inheritance. So you didn't have any discussion now. Okay, Lord, you're bringing us out of this, out of the wilderness. You're bringing us out of Egypt. Now you got to take us for an inheritance. And he said, behold, I make a covenant before thy pe all thy people. I will do marvels such as not have been done on all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord, for it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. So God said, I'm going to make a covenant with you. And so the next door is covenant breaking or making covenants with devils that opens up uh, your bloodline or your family to curses and to demon, demons in there. And so those are, that's one of the doors. Can a Christian have a demon? You know, we hear that a lot of times. I always say, yes, you can have as many as you want. They're free. <laughs> the, the man at the gatherings, he had a legion. He had 6,000. And so, yeah, so you can, you can have a lot of demons. Now, the, the, uh, as I said last week, back over last week, you know, you can be oppressed, suppressed, vexed, hex, all of that, dynamism, i.e., whatever it is, get it out. We ain't going to argue about whether you can be vexed or whether you're oppressing you or whether he's suppressing you, whether he's oppressing you, whether he's steam pressing you. Whatever he's doing to you, you want to get free of it. Amen. Yep. You want to be delivered. <laughs> you want to get delivered. Yes. Turn to Mark 1, verse 23. Here's an example. Can a Christian have a demon? Here's Jesus preaching in the synagogue, preaching in the church. Expounding the word. Mark 1, 23. And there was us in the synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Demons recognize holiness. They recognize Christians that are walking holy before God and righteous before God. They know who you are. And they ask, have you come to destroy us? So there is a power in walking in the holiness that destroys demons. You have a right to destroy the works of darkness. Jesus rebuked him saying, hold your peace and come out of him. Jesus said, Jesus said I don't want to have a long conversation with you. Shut up and come out. Uh -huh. You don't have to have a long. Some demons will, will, will want to reveal all kind of stuff. Uh, you, you better be led by the Holy Spirit if you listen to a devil. Uh, he's the father of lies, so they'll lie. Just, just to say anything, just to get you off of them, they'll lie. When an unclean spirit had torn him, he cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. So uh, in deliverance, we say uh, when you're dealing with demons, they will make the person fall on the floor, kick, scream, holler, uh, yell at you, and leave me alone, and you can't cast me out, and I've been here thousands of years, and I'm not going, and you ain't got the power to go. That's just all, anything they can do to say to get you off their case They'll say it. If they can get you to doubt that you can cast them out, then they got you beat. But see, they lie. I don't care what devil it is. I don't care if he, Satan himself shows up. He's got to go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every demon has to bow. Lucifer has to bow. All the demons have to bow to the name of Jesus. And all power has been given unto Jesus in heaven and earth, and he's given it to the church. So we can cast the devil. I don't care what his name is. Another, can a Christian have a demon? Here's another example. Simon was a, a believer. Uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 20. Remember now, it's, and Peter said unto him, he was trying to buy the Holy Ghost. He saw people being filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, I want this power. And Peter said unto him, 
Thy money perish with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. May be purchased with money. That's a very, uh, every minister will go through a test where, where people will try to buy their healing or buy uh, 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 whatever you do for them. And uh, some, you got to listen to the Holy Ghost. Don't take that money from them folks. Because if people, if people can pay you, then they say, well, I paid for my healing. I, gave, I paid for my healing. They don't want to believe. I've had people ask, they want to give me a whole lot of money. I said, no, I'll keep your money. It's free. Free that I receive, free that I give. You keep your money. Because I, I can tell what the heart motive was about. So, no, 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 no. I ain't touching that one. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. So, we got not only you have to deal with the devil, but you got to check people's hearts, their motivation when you're dealing with them. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps he thought of thy heart, he may be forgiven thee. So Simon was a believer. He believed, wanted to believe, but he wanted to buy. He, he, uh, if you read Acts, chapter, he, was, he was a sorcerer. I got it later on. You talk about he was a sorcerer, making like he was some kind of great one, and then he finally uh, repented, uh, said he was a Christian, a believer, and then he tried to buy the Holy Ghost. He wasn't delivered. Judas was another believer. So can a Christian have a demon? Judas, we know Jesus. It says in John 13, 26, Jesus said, It is he to whom I shall give sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Satan entered into him. And said, and Jesus said to him, that thou doest, doest quickly. So Judas was a disciple, walked with Jesus, saw the miracles, but Satan entered into his heart because his heart, he, he opened up his heart to treachery because he wouldn't uh, uh, sold Jesus off of 30 pieces of silver. Wow. So that door of your heart, uh, uh, of your motive, uh, 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 the enemy can come in if it's the wrong motive toward, toward God or toward the things of God. Peter had a devil. There's another example, Mark 8.33. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, Get behind me, Satan. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. So Peter trying to tell Jesus, oh Lord, I, I, I ain't going to never leave you. I ain't going to never forsake you. And, and, uh -huh. and, and Jesus, no, 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 no. You're a devil. I know who you are. That's the devil speaking. Yeah. And so you have to, he rebuked the spirit that was in him. I, I could have shot, probably shocked Peter, but it, you know, it was the devil speaking. You got to know when the devil is speaking to you. I'm telling you, these folks be talking to you and you think it's them, it's be demons speaking to you. And they all mad, and then you want to get mad with them. No. <laughs> you can tell the emotions if you can tell if they go on all up. That's a demon. Just okay, Lord. What the words? Old words. That a soft answer turns away wrath. I'm just gonna be quiet. Just speak softly. Let them calm down, and then hit them with the word. Yep. Let them calm down, and hit them with the word. Second Corinthians. You can have another spirit. So uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 4 says, For 
If he that cometh preach another Jesus, there's a spirit called another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, people can receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might bear well, well bear with him. So there are demons that come to deceive it. I dealt with the demon called another Jesus. I have dealt with that spirit. I was praying for a guy on the altar, and, uh, 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 and I said, come out in the name of Jesus. And the devil said, which one? Oh. I said, Jesus of Nazareth. Come out in his name. Because the devil, there's a, he said he had another a demon called another Jesus. Wow. He had to cast that thing out. He was bound up in religion, burning candles and all that, one of them churches that burn candles and stuff in it's another Jesus. So that's why you need the Holy Ghost. That's why uh, as, as uh, uh, those that are watching overseas, that's why you need to be able to have the Holy Ghost uh, speaking in tongues because he will teach you all things and you'll have an unction from the Holy Ghost that will keep you from going into the wrong church and getting involved in the wrong religion or the wrong doctrines. Uh, the Holy Ghost will teach you all things. So you have to be careful uh, or, or, and you'll have a check in your spirit. You listen to that check in your spirit. You go ever go into place and you just didn't feel right. I've been in there. I just got up and went right back out the door. You know, you can feel it. Yeah. Skin start itching. Mm. Get up and get out of there. Another door. How the demons in it? Broken hedges. Broken hedges. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 8 says, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whosoever breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall come and bite him. Ecclesiastes 10 and 8. God put a spiritual hedge or a natural hedge around your spiritual man or your spiritual eyes that you don't have to be looking at all these demons. He put a hedge in you. In fact, the book of Satan, he says, Satan, where you been? I've been through the four, uh, throughout the earth. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, I would, but you got a hedge around him. I can't touch him. There's a hedge. So God puts a hedge around believers that the enemy just can't come in and just possess you and, 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 and overpower you because there's a hedge of protection. But you can break the hedge by going into sin. You break the hedge. Uh, and we'll get into how, how we break the hedges and break it down, the hedges that God placed around you. One of the ways of breaking the hedge is potions, alcohol, drugs. Those are doorways that any demons enter in. Proverbs 23, verse 29. Scriptures are up here. Who have woe, who have sorrow, who have contentions, who have babbling, who have wounds without a cause, who have redness of eyes, they that tarry long at wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. So he's talking about a drinker, an alcoholic. Who has woe? Woe is curses. Who has woe is always trouble. Uh, uh, who has sorrow? Uh, always drinking to, to drown your sour, sorrows. Uh, who have contentions? Always got to fight. You know, when drink, people start drinking, they don't want to fight you. They want to contend and argue with you. And they don't make any sense. They're babbling on, just running, running around. And you try to understand what they're saying. And they're just talking all crazy. <laughs> So that opens up the door. Alcohol opens up the door for these demons. The other one is sorcery or pharmacia or drugs. 
that, that, why, why do you think they're doing the marijuana? Passing the marijuana laws and sending opioids is because they want the people in the nation to be drugged and controlled by demons. Because the hedge is broken. And so the demons can come in and enter into people. So you saw them all lined around the block to get bound up and pay for it. They go in and pay the man to bind the devil, to bind them up emotionally in their minds and everything. So uh, here, here back in Acts chapter 8, verse 9, uh, sorcery and witchcraft, there was a certain man named Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that he is, himself was a great one. He was using magic. He was using sorcery. He was using drugs. He was using all kind of, kind of things, and, 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 and people were drugged up on him. Witchcraft is another doorway. That brings a double curse. We'll get into curses later, but witchcraft is a doorway that a lot of demons come through. In fact, alcohol, alcoholics, is, is the witchcraft spirit. The witchcraft spirit controls the alcoholic. Yeah. Witchcraft. Look at this in 2 Chronicles 33, verse 1. It says, Manasseh was 12 years old. He began to reign. He reigned 50 and five, 55 years. But he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like unto the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So, the heathen were doing all kinds of things. And, and as the world is going to pot, the church has to, there has to be a remnant. Someone has to stand, even though everybody else is doing evil. Verse 2, verse 3 says, For he built high places, which Hezekiah's father had broken down, and he reared up altars for Balaam. And he made groves and worshipped the host of heaven and served them. So there's all kind of the host of heaven, fallen angels. There was all kind of angels and strong men that were back in those days, and they would worship these demons or these fallen angels, all kind of demons and strong men and strongholds, and he worshiped them. Look at verse, verse 4. It says, Also he built altars in the house of the Lord, where the Lord had said, In Jerusalem shall my name be forever. So he, the altar... An altar is a place where a covenant is made. The altar was a place where it's, a, where it's an open place where it goes up to the heavens. Jacob made an altar when he, he had the dream of the ladder. Right then he made an altar. The children of Israel made an altar. Every time uh, Abraham made an altar, they all, Noah made an altar. They made an altar and it was a place where the presence of the Lord came up and down. But the altar is also a place where demons come up and down. Through to mankind. So the altar, you make an altar to a devil, well, he's going to show up. Mm -hmm. And so you make an altar to God, God's going to show up. This is a place, this is an altar. We call this area here a holy place, the altar of God, where God shows up on the altar. Mm -hmm. And so if your ancestors or your relatives, generations past, worshipped idols or worshipped demons, then the curse comes down through your bloodline, and then you see, well, you got a miserable life and try to figure out why my life is miserable. Well, you got to go back to great, 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 great grandma or great, 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 great grandpa. We don't know what they did back there. That's why we got to generically break every curse back 50 generations. Yeah. Just break it all. Yeah. Back to Adam and Eve, we break the curses. Amen? Yeah. Because we don't know what our ancestors did. Mm -hmm. And so 
He built the altars. Verse 5 says, And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the He really defiled the house of God. He really wanted to make the house of God look bad. That's the same thing. As, uh, my, to me, it's the same thing as ordaining uh, a perverse lesbian or homosexual priest. That's defiling the altar of God in a church. Didn't care. And there's six, and he caused the children to pass through the fire in the valley of, of the son of Hinnom. He also observed times. So he, he, he the, 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 the uh, Chemosh or Moloch was the altar, was, the, was, the, was, the, was in the valley of Hinnom. It was the great big steel statue, and they put the baby in there. It was abortion. It's titan shadow of abortion. They throw the babies and sacrifice to this. To this, uh, there's a, I showed some pictures before of this big thing. They were throwing it in the stomach of it. It was big flames in there, like throwing it in the throwing the baby in the furnace. So he called the children to pass through in the valley of Hinnom. He used uh, he observed time, so he got into astrology. You know. Libra and Scorpio. And I mean, he's doing all kinds of astrology stuff. That opens up the door, too. Astrology uh, opens up the door for demons uh, also. Uh, he used enchantments, amulets, palm reading, all that stuff in, is involved in that. Uh, throwing the bones and reading the bones, reading the entails of an animal. All of this stuff was, was being done by him. And he used witchcraft and dealt with a familiar spirit. A familiar spirit. Some people have familiar spirits and they know everything about your family. Know everything that happened to you. And, they, and, and, and it's a familiar spirit. And they, with wizards, he wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. He set carved image, the idol which he made. Here's the other door. Another door is idolatry. Idolatry is another doorway. If your ancestors or relatives are in idolatry or worshiping uh, some kind of deity or something, uh, uh, the curse was there. You know, when you used to go to Catholic Church and you bow down before that old big statue there that didn't answer you back? <laughs> or you sat there and count your beads? <laughs> say, say, count your beads 50 times and say 15 Hail Marys and you'll be okay. Yeah, that was real big, didn't it? <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord, for deliverance. <laughs> thank you for deliverance. He said a car, verse 7, he said a carpenter is an idol that he had made. In, he had made with his own hands. He made his own idol. And, and which, God, uh, which God had said to David and to Solomon and his son, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen before all the tribes of Israel, Will I put my name? So he was so demon-possessed and controlled by demons that Satan wanted to make sure that God's word would not come to pass, that he would defile the temple of God and destroy the temple of God. And, and God had to shut it down because he wanted to make, Satan was always trying to kill, get rid of a God because he didn't want man to worship God. He wanted man to worship him. So the devil always was trying to destroy. So, and eventually God did. Split the two tribes and shut down the temple and, and the Lord just left them and they went into bondage for 400 years. The family idol is another door. As I said, the family idol. Uh, I tell people, uh, you got to watch what you get in inheritance from your grandmother, auntie, or on your cousin, rings and jewels and necklaces and stuff. You don't know 
what uh, they worshipped. Sometimes the jewelry, a lot of that turquoise jewelry and stuff, you got to be careful with it. You know, the Indians worship a lot of different totems, frogs, owls, the coyote, the wolf, and all that. They did a lot of witchcraft worshiping, too. Another door is the curse. We'll get into the curse next week, but I'm not going to deal with that this week. But Genesis 31, verse 32 to 34. Remember the story of Rachel? Uh, Jacob worked seven years to, to marry Rachel, and then he had a you know, he got tricked to marry Leah, you know, the cross-eyed girl, <laughs> cock-eyed. <laughs> and so, uh, Laban changed his way, would never change the way, would never bless him, let him bless him. So, the Lord told him to get the speckled sheep and uh, put a stick out there, and, and he had more speckled sheep and all the pure sheep Laban had. So, it came to a time where he was getting ready to leave, in verse 32, and whomsoever uh, that when he left, they had to steal away at night. His daughter, Rachel, had stolen the idol. And uh, he came back to, to, to Jacob and he caught up when he said, With whomsoever thou findest gods, this is Jacob speaking, let him not live. He didn't know that Rachel had stolen. Before our brethren discern thou what is in thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban worshipped demons or idols, and, and she stole it. And so Jacob said, let him die. Let her, whoever did it, let him die. So he cursed his own wife, his own bloodline. Laban went into Jacob's tent. He went into Leah's tent and into the two maidservants' tents, but he found them not. Then he went out, to Leah, out of Leah's tent, entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images, put them in the camel's furniture, and sat upon them. And Label searched all the tent, and he found them not. Like when he said she sat upon him, you read the story, she was on her period. And he couldn't touch anything that pertained to that she was sitting on. And so she had hidden the idol, and, and we find out that Rachel became cursed. She struggled to have a baby. She had to cry for years. There was a big war between her and Leah. Who's going to have a baby? Who's going to sleep with him? And all that kind of... And it was it was a <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. Put it that way. It was a mess. It wound up being a big, big mess. So there was a lot of stuff going on. That's one of the doors. Here's another door: the eyes. The eyes are another doorway. For the enemy, the demons to enter in people. Psalms 103 verse, 101 verse 3 says, I set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. The, we know that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of men that are bound up by pornography when watching it on the internet. It enters into the eye. It literally sears the, the brain, literally put in, 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 in prints an image of nakedness in their brain. Yeah. They can be at work and they'll see that image in the eye. Could be two weeks ago they looked at it, but that thing image will come back and that lust spirit will enter into the eyes. Mm -hmm. Psalms 119.37, turn away my eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou in my thy way. 
So you can become envious of what they got over there and, 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 and become jealous and you're going to want what that determine. But I don't even want to look at that. I know they're selling drugs. That's why they're driving that nice car. I don't want no part of that. John, 1 John 2 verse 11, another scripture. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and know not whether he goeth because darkness hath. Verse 16, 1 John 2. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So Satan uses those three tools over and over and over and over and over again. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life that allow demons to enter into us and opens up the door for, for these demons to enter in. The next gate is the ears. Demons can enter into what you listen to, what the children are listening to, the music they listen to. Uh, they're finally turning, changing some of this, this music, that the rap music, that they're perverse. They were speaking all these words into the ear gate, and then they wonder why these kids acting crazy and, uh, and they have no moral uh, compass. The ear gate. Proverbs 23, verse 9 says, Speak not in the ears of a fool. For he would despise the wisdom of thy words. So when people become foolish, don't even speak to them because they despise the wisdom of the word. Proverbs 23, 12, apply thy heart unto instruction and thy ears to words of knowledge. So what comes into your ears is very important. Instruction and knowledge, not foolishness, not stupid. You don't talk to somebody that's dumber than you. I mean, <laughs> at least find somebody has some wisdom and to listen to them. Listen, uh, listen to the elders and to the older folk. Don't listen to the young people because they don't know nothing. Isaiah 6.10, this is what God says, because of the breaking of the covenant and the relationship, he said, make the heart of this people fat, make their ears heavy that they can't hear the truth, make their, shut their eyes, least they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with the heart and convert and be healed. Now this is Isaiah saying that people are so rebellious uh, in Isaiah 6, uh, Isaiah prophesied that Satan said, I will ascend to the south. That's the beginning of Isaiah where they walked with missing, with tinkling calls and moons and they had pride and Israel was so full of pride. They had all kind of money. They didn't need God. They, just, they were just going off. God said, I'm going to give them a bald head. I'm going to make them stink. Uh, you know, I'm going to give them scabs. I'm going to give them sores on their body. All because of the rebellion against the covenant, rebellion against God. And so the demons come in and they control people and, and they want people to uh, re reject God. What did Balaam do? Uh, he talked about Balaam made altars of Balaam. What did Balaam do? He said, Balak told him, go curse the children of Israel. Balaam said, I can't. He said, well, what do I do? He said, the only thing you can do is get them to sin against God. He said, go send the prostitutes in among them, the lust spirits and perverse spirits, and then God will curse them. But I can't curse them. But this is the trick. If you can just get them into lust, then I got then you got them. And it's been happening for centuries. Every great nation has fallen because of lust and perversion. America is on the cusp. We're on the edge. We're over the, some, we got a, just a string holding us from falling off the cliff right now. 
<laughs> about to fall off the cliff if we don't turn this morality around in America. The socialists and the communists, those are principalities. Those are spirits that are pushing and pushing and fighting to bring America down. Because if America goes down, I guarantee you every nation around the world will go down also. I've traveled around the world and I see the morality of some of the nations, they all look to America, the economy of America. If the American economy goes down, then it'll be a mess. It's already shaking all in the nations now. So the ear gate is another doorway. The next one is your mind. And I'm almost done. The mind. Doorways, interests, altars, what you drink, what you listen to, what you see, and the battle of your mind. He said he put, he built groves and altars in the high places. What is the highest place on man? That's what the devil always tries to get in your mind. You know, it's the highest place in your body. It's the mind is the highest place. And he's always trying to get to that, get your, the battle is for your thinking. Uh, scripture is 2 Corinthians, we know this, 10 verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. I call it casting down image nations. The images that the devil is putting before us, we have to cast down those nations that are, he's trying to draw us into uh, his nations of perversion, his nations of lust, his nations of drugs. He's trying to draw. We cast down these imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We know that Satan said, I will ascend to the north. I will be like the most high God. We have to cast down his reasonings and his thoughts and bring into captivity every thought. That's the first step to deliverance. After you get saved, is you got to capture your thoughts and bring them to the obedience of Christ, which means the obedience of the word. Your thoughts have to line up with the word of God. If they don't line up with the word of God, then there must be thoughts from the devil. Because the devil will give you thoughts. He will give you words. He will tell you to say stuff that is carnal and fleshly. Amen? From whence come wars, come they not from your fight and debate and strife and contention. Because you lust for these things. And you're never satisfied. That's James. In the book of James, it talks about the wars, the, the, the strife and contention, and every thought. And the enemy wants to keep contention going and, and, and fear going and, and, and all of these things, capturing every thought. I, just did, I did a post the other yesterday or day before about it's going to kill us. Let me saw that post. Well, we got every year, 1999 to Today, every year there was something. It was either Zika virus, SARS virus, uh, mosquito virus. <clears throat> Y2K was going to destroy us. That's going to kill us. Every year they come out, man comes with something that's going to kill everybody. Coronavirus. Coronavirus is going to kill you. No, we cast down Amen. 
that imagination. We cast down that fear, fear mongering where the enemy is trying to bring fear over the hearts of people. We are in a year of speaking out of our mouth. We speak life. Yes. It's not coming near us. No. It, it, it ain't going to kill everybody on the earth around. Uh-huh. The, the newspaper, you look at the newspaper, oh, we don't know how bad it's going to get. It's going to get bad, bad. No. Stop printing that mess. It's not right. going to get bad. Right. They want the people bound in fear. They want to kill people. Uh, 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 some of them are saying that they're, the ones that they uh, uh, didn't like po- politically uh, over in China, they're going into their houses and they're saying they got the virus and they're killing them. Oh, y'all got to help you. There's a wickedness in the earth that is yeah. wicked. Men are wicked. So you got to be able to cast down and understand and see with spiritual eyes what's happening. Everybody just goes along like sheep. Oh, we just little sheep. The world tells us, oh, we're going to all die of SARS now. Oh, the, the Zika virus is going to get you. You're going to have, you're gonna have yeah. crazy kids. Watch a mosquito bite you. You're going to have a short, small head kid. You know? Just all, all kind of, everything, every year. Oh, Ebola now. The Ebola is coming now. Oh, E. coli this year. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, not this year. Hong Kong flu. You want a Hong Kong flu? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got one every year. They got one every year. You got something. Why is it coming from Hong Kong? How do they know all this stuff is coming? Oh, it's going to be the H- HB1 this year or HB2 next year. You're going to get this kind of flu or we're going to get you this kind of flu. Because man's inventing them and man's putting them out there to see what's happening. Yeah. Trying to wipe. Oh, AIDS is coming now. Oh, AIDS is going to wipe out the whole face of the earth. We're in the tribulation now. There's more stuff coming out of the pack that they're working on. Experimenting on you folks. That's why we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against yes. principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places because the devil wants to destroy the earth. He's trying to destroy the earth because he knows his time is short. His time is about over. And he wants to see take as many to hell as he can. So if people are being infused with demons, that means Christ ain't in them. Right. So they all get to go to hell with him. Ephesians 6.12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We ain't wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against demons and principalities. That's what I'm looking at over the nations and, and, and what's happening in the spirit realm, not what's happening in the news. Ephesians verse 13, wherefore you take the whole armor of God that you be able to stand in the evil day, and we're in it, having done all to stand, stand therefore with your lords going about with truth, which is the word of God, and having the breastplate of righteousness, which is the righteousness of Christ, and in your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, you're studying the word, you're ready to go, ready to give a word to any man who asks you, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you quit. Uh, able to quench every fiery darts of the wicked because they're shooting at you, and take the helmet of salvation, which is the covering over your mind, that I know that I know that I'm saved, and I have salvation. I have a right to deliverance. I have a right to healing. I have a right to eternal life. I have a right to angels charge over me. I have a right to prosperity. I have my salvation. Devil, you're not taking nothing from me. No arrow to fight, new day, no pestilence that come near my house. It ain't coming because I got on my helmet. Amen? 
and take the helmet of the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and you use that word against the devil. And let the devil know he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. In their hands they shall bear thee up. He said any time you dash your foot against a stone. So those doorways and entrances that the enemy does, we close them. We close them. We break the curses. We break the, we, 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 you break the curses. Uh, I have a sheet. It's on my, it's on the, on my webpage. It's also on, on, on Facebook. On breaking curses, you got to break the curses off your life. We'll talk about that next week. We'll break curses next week. But I want you to know that uh, any doorway you need to close, so you stop doing what you're doing, you stop hanging with who you're hanging with, repent of your sins, receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and this will close the doors. You disavow every act that your generations did before, your answers to the things you've done. You disavow it, you repent of it, and ask God to cleanse you, and he is faithful to just to forgive you of all your sins and wash away all your unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. Amen. I'm through. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Let's get ready to give.